Welcome back to our broadcast. Happy Father's Day and Happy Father's Day, Dad. Um, to on this, uh, this is airing on Father's Day, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about today the uh, some of the aspects of a father. I'm, I'm a father of six. I I come from a, a one of three, and, and my brother and sister, and I've I, grandfathers in my life. So fathers are important to us, absolutely. Many people don't have have haven't had a father in their life. Maybe didn't have a good relationship with their dad, but the relate the father is an amazing uh, a, a relation an amazing part of anyone's life. Whether even even if you could look back and say, well, it, my relationship with my dad wasn't good, but you've known somebody that was to you a father. There was someone around you that became a father to you, or, or maybe mentored you. Father doesn't just mean because you're able to biologically have a child doesn't it, it it makes you a biological father but it doesn't make you a daddy and being a daddy in someone's life being a father a good father is someone that is there for them not maybe necessarily there 24 hours a day but there when you need them and i can say that about my earthly dad i can definitely say that about my heavenly father i can say that about my earthly dad as growing up uh Whenever I needed something, I could always go to him. He may not have had it at the time, but he he knew somebody who did. If I didn't, if he didn't know how to fix it, he knew someone who could. So, you know, going to dad when something was wrong or something that you, you needed fixed, he didn't always have all the answers. He wasn't the, you know, my dad was a carpenter. He wasn't a, a great mechanic, but he knew some about cars, but he would point me to someone else who did. He wasn't too proud to say, hey, let's ask somebody else. The, it's <laughs> you don't have to have it all together to be a, a good dad or to know everything, but to be there for them, to be an example and to and to, to help them along the way. And we don't have to be the best at everything, but just being there is is what people need in their life. Being there for them, and I can definitely say that about my dad. Uh, growing up, uh, being raised in and again as a, in a carpenter's uh, home. Learning that learning a trade, a skill that has kept me throughout my life. I'm I'm still a carpenter today. Jesus was a carpenter. Hey, we're in a good line of work. Hey, Amen. Uh, sometimes I wish I wasn't. I was. I'd like to do some, something. Maybe wasn't so difficult. But I'm glad that I learned to do something that I don't have to pay somebody else to do. I can I can fix it myself. I can I can learn how to do things. I was my dad would always give me the opportunity to to work on something. I remember having a in our garage uh, one to learn on a lathe and and turning out bowls. And I'd get in there and I'd I'd made all kinds of mistakes. But dad didn't ever shut me down. He didn't say, hey, you know, stop, you know, to he said, hey, you just got to keep working at it. You messed it up. Put another one on, put another piece of wood on, try it again. Don't quit just because you, you know, you, you failed at it a few times. And then before long, I was able to actually make something kind of pretty. And then I got into other stuff and forgot, forgot about that. But I learned how to do so many different things by having the opportunity and the ability, the, uh, the, the opportunity to be with my dad and to learn to, to install cabinets with him. And I learned how to, to do plumbing and electrical and all these types of things that now I'm able to do in my own home. I'm able to, to work out uh, things myself that I don't have to hire somebody to do it. So those are some things that as, as a father, what they do is they, they pass down and they teach and they train if they have the ability to do it. If they don't, they bring somebody else in that's able to do it. But God himself, the one, one person quoted that God is a, the father who is always home. 
Now, I, I, growing up, my, I've worked a lot in my life. Uh, my dad worked a lot, but my dad was always, my dad always, uh, I remember some of the fondest memories of going down to the lake almost every weekend. And I know it was tough on dad. He didn't, you know, he was always the one trying to fix the boat or something was breaking down or something happened. You know, a tire would go flat on the way down or we'd lose something. We're always something you having to fool with or to fix. And he did that all of those years as a teenager growing up until we got lives, you know, getting married and going out on our own. And then people stopped going. But, but we used to go to the lake all the time, learn to ski on the water. And I had a, a you know, he gave us that that time to, to spend with, to, to enjoy ourselves and to enjoy time together, even when it was difficult. And I know I've worked a lot in, in you know, uh, with my children. I've, I've spent a lot of times traveling, not always there, but I always try to to ask them is, you know, what is it that you're missing? What is it that you need? Is there something that, and when I have the opportunity to spend time with them, to go out and throw the ball and to, and to, to do things with them, to be a part of things in their life. So if you ask me, have you, are you a great dad? I would say, no, I'm not, I haven't been a great dad. You ask the kids and they'd say, oh, you're the greatest dad in the world. So we, we, of course we have a view of ourself that, um, most of us don't think very highly of ourselves. We don't think, oh, yeah, I'm the greatest dad there ever was. But in our kids' eyes, what makes us great? Because just like uh, God is the father who's always home, always being able to be available, always being able to be be that person that is a phone call away. If if they need us and they call us, we don't we may not spend 24 hours a day with them or or constantly with them. But if they know that they can call us when they need us, that is so important to be available, being a good father, being available for for when someone needs us is it, they can trust us. They can count on us. If they're broke down on the side of the road and they call my, my phone and I'm in bed, I'm like, too late. I'm in bed. You had to call me back in the morning. No, I'm going to get up out of bed. I'm going to go and I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to show up and I'm going to, if I don't know how to fix it, I'm going to find somebody that can fix it, but I'm going to be there to help. And that's what uh, being a father is. It's not just, it's not always having all of the answers, even though our heavenly father does have all of the answers. He's one that we can count on. He's the best father. He's the best daddy in all the world. But as an earthly father, we don't always have all of the solutions and all of the answers at that moment. But we can go to our heavenly father. We can seek advice. We can help to seek advice for our children and say, let me make a phone call. Let me call somebody. Let me let me see what I can do. Let me try to find out. I've had that happen a lot of times with my kids having something wrong. I don't know how to fix it, but let me call somebody. Let me look it up and see if I can figure this out. And we become part of their life. Well, uh, God himself is the best father, the best daddy in all the world. The uh, one quote that uh, some uh, another quote that someone said, I'm not sure who this was, but the most important thing a father can do for his children is to love their mother. And I could say that about my dad and I could say that about myself, that I love my wife and I know my dad loved my mom. He loves her. He still loves my mom. Still does. He still loves your mom. <laughs> but to for, for children to see a dad in the home, to love their mother, it, what a great example of that is to show the, the kindness and the respect. You know, young men learn how to be a husband and a, and, a, and a respectable man by watching how their father treats their mother. Young men watch the men in their life. Young men uh, 
look at and, and learn from and, and learn how to respect, how to open the car door in which most people don't do that anymore. Or open the door or give that or help or when they're carrying something in, is it, come on woman, pick that up. You got it. No, I'm baby. You let me get that for you. And there's nothing, you know, in this day and age, I know some women want to do everything equal, but I want to tell you, a woman loves for a man to take care of her. A woman loves for a man to open the door and to, and to show them that they care about them and that they honor them and they cherish them. And they love to be, to buy them things and let them know who they are. I'm getting ready to take my wife on a, on a trip with me. It's a work trip, but I'm taking her along. And I went to, I went to get my haircut and I was telling a, telling a guy that, uh, you know, I was taking my, wife on I'm going out of town for work and I'm taking my wife he said oh man he's like well like it was a bad thing I said no I really like my wife <laughs> you know a lot of people can't say that I really like my wife I like being around her but but being that example to your children my father was is that was that great example that you know they there were times I remember growing up that there was uh mom and dad didn't always get along they sometimes they you know, had little arguments. I, uh, a pastor of ours used to, uh, Pastor Lonnie Gable, when I was a little boy, he said, I, I was riding home with him and, and, uh, in the back of the car, he always tells this story on me that, that, uh, as I was riding back, I said, guess what, Pastor Lonnie? Last night, mom and daddy had a big fight. You know, <laughs> it's like whatever happens in the home is going to get told somewhere. But my mom and dad still together today, all those years, all those years, uh, what is it, 50, 60, 60 something, 60 something years, they just, uh, anniversary, over 60 years been together. You don't hear about that very often. But the a father in the home, a father being a, a, an example to the children. And I want to say to to people that have a lot of, again, I've talked about this on Mother's Day. A lot of people don't want to celebrate on these days because they look back at the times where they failed. Well, listen, don't look back. If, you, if you're a father and you're listening to this and you think, man, I blew it in my life, it, it ain't too late. It's not too late to, to, to be a good daddy. It's not too late to be, you, you may have missed a lot of years, but they're still, even though your children are adults, they still cherish that relationship. They still cherish having someone to, to, to give them advice or to counsel them or just to tell them, Hey, you're a good dad yourself, man. You've turned into a great young man or a uh, young lady. You've turned into a great young lady. You really are good to your children. You're a good mom. You're a good dad. Encouraging them, even if maybe they don't, they don't need your advice anymore because they're, you know, as our children get up, they become smarter than we are in a lot of ways. But they still need to, to see that example of honor and of integrity. And that's one thing about my father that I wanted to bring out is I learned integrity from my father. I learned how to be a person of integrity by watching him in business when he would handle people with money and when when he would deal with people and there would be... A, Time after time after time that we would go to do an installation job and there would be something that uh, needed to be fixed and dad would not leave it, even though it was should have been somebody else's responsibility, he would he would uh, run an electric line to uh, add an, uh, an outlet in the in the house instead of them having to call, you know, an electrician and something. Oh, you ain't supposed to do that. Listen, you know, they can have it checked out or whatever. But dad would dad would do uh, go beyond the call 
when, uh, do extra plumbing for him or, or do things and not charge for it. And he didn't, he wasn't always, oh, I've got, we got to add that on that bill. It took longer than we thought. Dad never did that. He, he, uh, more times than not, dad would take a loss on a job before he would, he would charge somebody more than what he told them. He said, if I've given them a price, then we're going to do it for what price we did. And I've known times where I have, I messed up and ran a screw through the countertop. <laughs> we had to go back and re-laminate the countertop and, and bring it back and put it all out there, all at his expense, mistakes that were made. And dad never tried to, to upcharge the next client or the next customer to, to get his money back. He looked at it as I'm going to be a person of honor and of integrity. And if I live like that, then God will honor me. God will take care of us. And God always has. Living living as an example of honor and of integrity before our children is, is it's passed down from generation to generation. They learn from us as the parents, as fathers and mothers. They learn as they watch us how to live life and how to be and how to act. And our Heavenly Father gave us the example of love and grace by sending His precious Son to the earth. Jesus, The Bible says that Jesus is the express image of the Father. That whatever you see in Christ, whatever you've seen in Him, that is what the Father is. That is the heart of the Father. If Jesus acted it out on the earth, Jesus didn't do anything that he didn't hear or see the Father do. He didn't do anything that he didn't hear the Father on the inside or see on the inside and acted out what the Father wanted. He did everything according to the Father's will. He didn't act act out of sight of that. So the compassion that Jesus showed, the 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 love that he had for people and and healing people everywhere that he went helping people along the way, showing people the love of God, showing people that God wasn't rejecting them, but to come to God. That's why Jesus went to all the places that the religious folks wouldn't go. But he went to the hurting, to the broken, to the bruised, even to the point of mockery, even to the point that they criticized him for hanging around the sinners and the publicans and the drunkards and all the people that the righteous folk didn't hang around. They were too, you know, we don't live like that no more. So we don't hang around people like that. Jesus was going where people needed help. He said, it's not the the well that need the doctor or the physician, but it's the sick that need the physician. Jesus was going to the ones that needed him the most at the expense of his reputation, at the expense of being ridiculed. He didn't stay away from them because he was, because, you know, I'm not going to go there because I know people are going to talk about me or people are going to say things and I don't want people to say bad things about me. Jesus went at his own expense and gave the example of our heavenly father in the earth. That is, that is the, the greatest father that there ever was. Again, I, you could ask my children, or if you ask me, I know I haven't been the best dad, but my children may have a different opinion. But I do know that my heavenly father is the absolute best daddy in all the world. And, and, thinking about Father's Day, if you, if you've had a relationship with your father that has been, you know, maybe a turmoil and maybe you were the, maybe you were the wild child and you were the one that got, you know, booted out when you were early or kicked out or, or said, you're not living that like that in my house, get out. And you, and you've had a bad, uh, feeling or a taste in your mouth about family and, and just, you can't, haven't been able to get over it. Listen, your heavenly father is kind and just and honorable. He will, he never makes mistakes. He is just, but he loves us and he cares about us so much that 
He's always there. The door is always open. The door is never shut. You, you might you might look at God in in a just a judgmental way because thinking that He's just a judge. He's more than a judge. He is full of compassion and full of grace and full of mercy. He is. We are absolutely we're uh, given account for for our lives. But that account was taken care of through Jesus at the cross. And if we come to God and we trust Him and we believe in what He's done and we submit our life to Him. God accepts us right then and there. He doesn't, he doesn't cast us away or, or shun us or shut the door because we've been rebellious. Listen, being rebellious can change in the matter of a moment. You might have been rebellious, but are, but change your attitude, your heart. You don't have to be rebellious. You don't have to stay rebellious. You don't have to keep running or, 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 or fighting against God because you're not going to win. You want to put your dukes up against God. You want to put your fist up in the air and say, God, why this and that? You don't know God. If you're angry at God, you don't know him because you're blaming God for things that the devil's done. You're blaming God for things that, that man has done themselves, that man's choices have caused these hardships or suffering. God's not the one doing that. God's not the one. God is a good father. Listen, as a father and my, my dad and me, me as a father, I didn't put, don't put my children in, in harm's way, or I don't put my children in, in, uh, positions that's going to, uh, to, uh, put them in a position of life or death just to teach them a lesson. No, I, I want to, uh, there are risks that we take, but when, when my kids are out there, I put a guard over them and I protect them and I say, hey, when you're doing this, when you're using this tool, let me teach you how to do it so you don't get hurt. You, you're going to handle something that's risky, but I'm going to show you how to do it and be safe about it. I'm going to show you how to do it and not lose your lose your hand, or your arm, or your, you know, cut something off. When you're using a chainsaw, I'm going to teach you. I'm not going to just throw you out there and do it just and then say, well, you cut your leg off, you stupid fool. No, I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to teach you how to do it the right way so you don't get hurt. That is a good father. And my dad was, uh, uh, as he raised me up, he didn't, he didn't, when he would teach me things or teach me how to use a saw in the cabinet shop, he didn't run my hand through it. So I'd cut my fingers off and say, now look, that's what will happen to you. So don't do that again. That would be stupid, wouldn't it? No, God is a good God. He's good. He's honorable and he's just, and he loves us. He cares about us so much that he he's put uh, things in the earth, guidelines to protect us and to guard us and to, to help us, not to harm us, not to to not to uh, you know just cause our lives havoc or cause our lives to be miserable. God is he wants us to be full of life and full of joy. The Bible says that Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. He didn't come to put on restriction. He didn't come to put his thumb down on us. He didn't. He's a good father. He is an awesome dad. He's a great dad. He's the best daddy in all the world. Our heavenly father has paved the way for us to spend. Listen, I'm running away with my thoughts here, but you know, uh, we, we all would like to, to not have to get up and go work every day. If everything was paid for and all our bills are paid and we could just get up and go enjoy life, maybe go fishing, go water skiing, go golfing, go, you know, playing ball or play, play music or do all the, do the things that we just enjoy, but not to, to have to get up and work and then go enjoy after we get off work. You know, that's what God has done for us in, for all of eternity. He's prepared a place for us of rest and 
and enjoyment to live for all of eternity. That's what he has prepared, that when this life ends on this earth, yeah, it's in turmoil, but God has said, I'm a good daddy and I'm setting you up and I'm gonna take care of everything for the rest of your life. I'll take care of all the food. I'll take care of all your clothes. I'll take care of your place to live. You don't have to pay any more bills. You don't have to worry about payments on anything. It's all taken care of. That is a good daddy, amen? And that is what he has done. That is what he's offered to the entire world, to as many as would believe. To as many as would believe, God has made the way for salvation, which is a retire, what the world calls retirement. This is eternal retirement. This is living in the kingdom of heaven for all of eternity in God's glory and God taking care of everything. That is a good daddy, amen. And that's what we are to pattern our life after, to be good, to be honorable, to be of integrity, to follow after God with all of our heart and to pass it on down the line and to teach our children, amen. Happy Father's Day. Let me close this out in prayer. Father, in the name that is above every name, Lord, we worship you and we thank you, Lord God, for, for touching people's lives today and the fathers that are out there and that, that Lord, some that are struggling with their relationship with their family. Lord, I pray for their children. I pray for their relationship with their children. God, I'm asking you to restore to them the, the relationships that, that need to be restored if they're, if they're strained uh, relationships between their children. God, bring them back into the relationship. Bring them, let there be humility, Lord. Let someone apologize and let the relationship be restored. Father, I thank you for touching them in the name of Jesus and helping them to be the person that they need to be, an example of God in the earth, just like Jesus was our example. Father, we thank you in the name that is above every name, the precious name of Jesus. Amen.